What's up, Warriors fans? This is the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, Sports Ethos presentation. Sam Warlick here, your host. Man, it's been quite a while since we've done a podcast here on this show. A lot of things to get into and talk about. So let's just jump right into it. To kick things off, I wanted to do a brief kind of summer recap for those who might have tuned out the last few months of the uh, of the off season in the summer as a lot of people tend to do we've got the gold state warriors have basically worked out 40 to 50 free agents this off season uh revealed mike dunleavy jr on an interview earlier this week big names that included folks like dwight howard dwayne deadman uh, Warriors, old Warriors favorites, Juan Toscano Anderson and Kent Bazemore, um, among many others, were included. Basically, the Warriors have just been scrimmaging nonstop. And one thing that Mike Dunleavy Jr. spoke about is having options and flexibility is most important for this team going into training camp in that they always have the ability to make moves later if needed. Ultimately, the Warriors have opted to not sign any of those guys, and it seems like they're more leaning towards making a move for a player of that kind of caliber, um, whether that's a veteran or a past warrior. But again, these roles would be filling out like the 14th roster spot, and so... Um, they're really going to wait and see. And right now they're really just looking to have a really good training camp. They want to enable uh, Usman Garuba, the um, recent two-way signing. Uh, Warriors signed Usman Garuba to a two-way deal. He's a former first-round pick of the Houston Rockets, uh, played last year for the OKC Thunder, ultimately was cut due to a crowded front court rotation for Oklahoma City. I really like Garuba. He projects to be very similar to kind of Draymond Green and Kavon Looney. He's this undersized big, but he's got a 7-1 wingspan with a defensive first mentality and an elite rebounding rate. Um, last season, he had some really nice highlights defending Joel Embiid. And uh, he's definitely worth a look as a two-way player. He's a project. He doesn't have a lot to offer offensively yet at this time, but um, he's got a lot to prove. And uh, similar to Trace Jackson Davis, who had comments um, after the draft, Garuba also had comments in the offseason, kind of along the lines of like, you know, I'm going to prove you guys wrong. And so I think that fits really well for the Warriors. We need guys who are hungry, that have this desire, this edge, and aren't expecting things to come easily to them. Uh, Garuba will be one of the five big men that Mike Dunleavy Jr. talked about uh, that the Warriors had in their roster, five bigs at this time. And that kind of full circle talking about why the Warriors opted to not move forward with uh, bringing in Dwight Howard, despite kind of the big media splash that that made that you know oh Dwight Howard's working out with the team uh the core guys really liked him he was gonna then go to LA to work out with Draymond Green and Chris Paul um I think you know the Warriors are, are looking at this there could be a variety of reasons why it didn't work out Dwight Howard you know again 
you're looking at the 14th spot on this roster. He's not going to be guaranteed playing time. He's going to be in and out of the lineup. And for Dwight Howard, who's currently playing overseas in Taiwan, um, maybe that doesn't align with his expectations, right? Maybe he wants more consistent playing time. Maybe he wants a bigger role. Uh, maybe the attitude wasn't in check. Maybe he's a little too far removed from being productive enough. Um, who knows what the reasons are, but Warriors opted to uh, move on in, in similar fashion with all these other uh, 40 or 50 free agents that they've uh, taken a look at over the summer. So Warriors seem like they've been doing their due diligence and trying to fill out this roster. Um, and then just this week, we had uh, Rodney McGruder and Rudy Gay both sign non-guaranteed deals basically to con to uh, compete in training camp for a for that, for that 14th roster spot. Um, both of these guys project to play at the wings. Uh, Rudy Gay obviously has been a name that's bounced around for the Warriors over the last few years. He is a little bit of, um, projects to kind of be more or less very similar to Dario Saric. Uh, Rodney Magruder is more of a traditional wing. Um, I mean, I, you know, I think it's great bringing in both of these guys again, non-guaranteed deals. They're really just opportunities to compete in training camp. looks like the Warriors are just trying to create this very competitive atmosphere and get the most out of camp and so i certainly think it doesn't hurt to give that give these guys opportunities see what they can do see how they uh fit or don't fit and then um wait and see and decide later what they what they want to do with that uh 14th roster spot uh, i do expect the warriors to leave the 15th spot open as they did last year um but you know i do believe that they need to fill out this 14th 14th spot uh, before the start of the regular season. So um, that's basically been the Warriors news for the summer. Again, uh, signing Usman Garuba. Um, and then I guess if we take a step back and go way back to the start of summer, brought in Corey Joseph, uh, signed Dario Saric, uh, signed Lester Quinones to a two-way, and then, like I just mentioned, um, signing Usman Garuba to a two-way, drafting Brandon Podsmetsky and Trace Jackson Davis. Um, obviously, the uh, Jordan Poole for Chris Paul trade. So um, Warriors have a fairly deep roster as it stands. When you look at uh, basically the starting six, uh, lack of a better way to put it, as I think it still remains to be seen how Steve Kerr manages this uh, starting group of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Chris Paul, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Kavon Looney. Warriors basically have six six starters, and um, someone's going to have to sit. It remains to be seen who. Um, a lot of people think that that might be Kavon Looney, um, but I also think Kavon Looney's kind of earned his spot in the starting lineup. Um, so I think it's going to kind of vary. I think it's going to depend on the matchups, depend on the opposition, depend on who needs rest or not. Um, and, uh, I think all these guys are going to have opportunities and have nights where they're starting, but just because you're starting doesn't mean you're closing out the game, but it certainly is going to give Steve Kerr a lot of flexibility and a lot of options. Um, so after that kind of starting six, you've got Gary Payton and Jonathan Kaminga and Dario Saric off the bench, um, 
probably also throw Jonathan Kaminga in there and Moses Moody. And uh, and that brings you to 10. And then after that, you've got Corey Joseph, Rudy Gay. Well, that assumes he makes the roster. Uh, you've got Corey Joseph. And um, now I just twisted myself all up. So let's let's try that again. You've got Steph, Clay, Chris Paul, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney as your starting six. Then off the bench, you've got one of those guys, presumably Chris Paul, paired with Gary Payton, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and Dario Saric. So that gets you to 10. From there, you've got emergency depth with Corey Joseph and Brandon Podmetsky and Trace Jackson Davis with Quinones and Garuba, who are also more than capable to fill in, um, plus two empty roster spots, which currently could be Rudy Gay and Rodney Magruder, or could be a different guy from training camp, or could be uh, either Quinones or Garuba uh, moved up to a guaranteed roster spot as the season goes on, or could even end up being somebody like Bazemore uh, or Juan Toscano Anderson. So Lots of options here. Warriors could go in a lot of different ways kind of to round out their roster. But at the end of the day, you've got your core 10. You've got a pretty good 10. And these are all guys that have been playing together. Short of um, Chris Paul and Dario Saric, you've you've got the same guys. You know, you've got this chemistry. And, um, and this group, obviously, Gary Payton being brought in. Uh, via trade in the middle of last season but Peyton was a huge part of the Warriors previous championship run so there's a lot of continuity and chemistry here with this group and Chris Paul is really expected to just hit the ground running and not need all this time to ramp up Chris Paul and Dario Saric have this um, long history and uh, chemistry together so you expect that to that that duo to uh, fill in really nicely in the second unit um, and, and there's a lot of versatility with this roster. Obviously, the Warriors did not add the traditional big that a lot of people wanted. Um, that remains to be seen. But Michael Dunleavy Jr. again has said that the emphasis with this roster has been optionality and flexibility. And so um, you certainly have that. And you've got options uh, at the margins to make some changes uh should the need arise so um that's a little bit of the summer recap heading into training camp let's get into the news this morning damian lillard traded to the milwaukee bucks for drew holiday um there were some other players exchanged as well uh nurkic yusuf nurkic went to the suns deandre ayton also went to portland and then you've got some um, emergency depth players that also made it to uh, Phoenix as well. So, um, you know, I think my immediate take is uh, Milwaukee just significantly upgraded their offense, but also um, lost a lot defensively. Drew Holiday is one of the few elite two-way players that can basically guard one through one through three, if not one through four. Um I still remember your playoff series against the Pelicans when Durant was on the Warriors and Drew Holiday locked up Kevin Durant. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So um, significant upgrade to uh, whoever 
lands holiday uh, portland did basically say right after right after the trade that they're immediately looking to trade drew holiday to any contender so um whoever that might be you're getting a significantly good two-way player who can do a little bit of everything um run the point defend one through three like i just said he can hit the three um very efficient so not turnover prone very smart player doesn't need the ball in his hands that being said um you know i think i think for milwaukee you get damian lillard you get this elite offensive weapon um now dames you know dames got his shot he's got he's got no excuses with this team um and the opportunities ahead of him uh dame going to the east certainly does you know bode well for the warriors in the western conference you know one less team um with a superstar in the west um you know and and so of course with drew being on the block there's a lot of people out there that are now looking for maybe a chris paul for drew holiday swap um potentially with the warriors having to sweeten the deal um you know and i'm not so sure how i feel about that i certainly think that drew holiday makes sense on the warriors just like he makes sense on just about any team that uh is in contention for the reasons that i just mentioned right he he is an elite two-way player who does a little bit of everything and doesn't really hurt you um the reasons why i think that the warriors would not do this deal is more because of what the warriors need specifically than what drew holiday can offer them and in my mind the biggest thing that they were looking for in this offseason was somebody who can run the second unit, somebody who can get the Warriors into good sets at the end of games, somebody who is a little bit more controlled and methodical and can execute when it matters most. Um, The Warriors have always been known to play loose, uh, to be turnover prone, to pass the ball a lot, but the last few years um, have been really taking that to the next level where games have just simply been lost right 10 point leads have evaporated in four minutes or less in a game um five point leads have been lost in matters in a matter of 30 seconds or less at the end of games and so really when you look at what chris paul brings it's all of those intangibles of managing the game managing clock um, executing down the stretch and getting away from or a little bit more moving towards center to the center when you're on that um, spectrum of absolute chaos versus, um, you know, very slow, methodical, bring it up the floor, pound the ball, pick and roll. And so I thought Chris Paul, in that respects of, of being able to run a team, being able to execute and being able to play uh, under control, checks a lot of boxes. Um, the other big thing for the Warriors, and again, going back to what uh, front office and ownership are prioritizing right now, is optionality and flexibility. So uh, Chris Paul is only guaranteed his contract for this year, right? If if this experiment flops, the Warriors have an opportunity to uh, trade him next year. They could cut him for nothing. Um, they could, you know negotiate a new contract for less you've got a lot of options there um drew holiday is basically got this year and he's got he's got another year another year on his deal 
with a player option. But also Holiday has, has talked about um, thinking about retirement. Um, you know, Holiday's 33 and a half, so he's certainly got the miles on his body. And so it remains to be seen, you know, long term what Holiday's looking for, but also you don't have the same flexibility financially with Drew Holiday as you do with Chris Paul. Um, and that could pose some significant issues for the Warriors who are hell-bent on getting under the, the second apron of the luxury tax next year. They want to re-sign Clay Thompson to an extension. You just gave Draymond Green an extension. Um, putting another 30-plus mil, and I think Holiday's owed to $37 million next season, on the books... Um, definitely complicates things when you also want to lock up Clay Thompson. And I'm also not really sure how Holiday projects as a true point guard leading a second unit. Um, Holiday is certainly an amazing player to do all the intangibles, to fill in the gaps, to fit in, you know, basically playing one through three. And he's certainly able to play point guard to play the point guard position but when you just look at and think about um jonathan kaminga and kind of unlocking him uh trace jackson davis like the warriors have all of these intriguing uh young prospects along with their very veteran and established core and chris paul just seems like such a no-brainer fit for getting the most out of kaminga for getting the most out of moody for um maximizing uh that chemistry and camaraderie with Dario Saric. And it's not that I think Drew Holiday can't do that. I just don't think that that's um, where he where he really benefits a team the most. Um, that being said, can Chris Paul defend, right, is the big question. But also at the same time, you've got Gary Payton, you've got Jonathan Kaminga, you've got Moses Moody, you've got Draymond Green and Kevon Looney. The Warriors have defenders on this team, and you certainly can always have more. Um, I just think that if you're the Warriors and you do that trade, Chris Paul for Drew Holiday, you still got a hole to fill, which is when Steph Curry sits, who's running the offense? Um, and I know that Drew Holiday can run the offense, but I think that you'd feel much more comfortable with putting Chris Paul in that position to do the orchestration and run the group um, than Drew Holiday. Uh, that being said, you know, if you were to, to slot in Drew Holiday in in the Warriors rotation, I think that the Warriors would certainly be a juggernaut. Uh, their defense would be much improved. Um, I just don't know for all the other reasons mentioned. I think it becomes a little bit more complicated than, you know, Drew Holiday is this elite two-way player and you need to go get him at whatever the cost. Because that cost could be re-signing Clay Thompson. Um, and is that smart if Holiday's really only got one or two more years left in him? Um, and you could say thing, say the same thing about Chris Paul, but I think Chris Paul gives you more flexibility. And when you look at what the Warriors are, are la have lacked and are looking for with this kind of X-factor player, um, Chris Paul makes a lot more sense. Also, I think, you know, Chris Paul in the later half of his 30s compared to drew holiday you know still only 33 i think it becomes a lot more difficult with with drew holiday than chris paul figuring out who's going to come off the bench um and who's going to start 
So, yeah, I don't think that there's an easy answer. I don't think that it's a no-brainer, but I would be very surprised to see the Warriors um, jump at a Chris Paul for Drew Holiday swap. It doesn't mean that I don't think Drew Holiday would be great on the Warriors. It doesn't mean that, you know, the Warriors wouldn't be a much improved defensive team with Holiday and that Holiday wouldn't fit in nicely. Um, and maybe in another world, you know, if you, if you didn't have Andrew Wiggins locked up or if you still had Jordan Poole or something, you know, there's all these hypotheticals or parallels in other universes where Holiday could be the perfect fit. Um, I just see that now that it's had a lot the whole summer to kind of sink in and you've you've basically had all these workouts and you're building chemistry and it just feels like Chris Paul is what the Warriors have been looking for um that that really different approach change change in play style but also you know one of the best playmakers of his time um, one of the best basketball minds of his time. Um, and I think that he has a lot to offer the Warriors um, from, a, from you know, what he can do on the floor, what he can do on the bench, uh, what he brings, all the intangibles, how he can potentially unlock the young players, like I mentioned, Kaminga and Moody, uh, Trace Jackson Davis, and so on and so forth. So um, it'll be really interesting. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. The Blazers obviously want to get a deal done. Um, and I think that there's a lot of teams who would benefit from trading for Drew Holiday. And I, again, I think that the Warriors would benefit from trading trading for Holiday. I just don't think that swapping CP3 for Drew Holiday is such a no-brainer decision. And uh, I would be surprised if the Warriors pull the trigger on that, especially if it also requires including future assets um so that will be something we continue to track we basically got a month until the start of the regular season it's crazy how fast time flies um warriors again heading into training camp they've got a lot of very interesting players that are going to be competing for some of these roster spots um i'm really excited to see Trace Jackson Davis and Usman Garuba get some run. Um, Clay Thompson has been looking really good in workout videos, finally getting a full summer to put in work. Uh, you've got GP2, who's looking much healthier and much more like himself than he did uh, when we traded for him last season. Um, Jonathan Kaminga, what's he going to be looking like at this reg uh, at the start of the season? You know, Moses Moody. Um, where's his playing time going to be after a really strong postseason? Uh, and then, and then again, the, the, uh, the new draft picks, right? Brandon and, uh, Trace. So there's a lot to look forward to with this Warriors team. I think it's going to be a very exciting season. Um, there's some very good teams out there in the league right now, but I think that the Warriors have built this team with a lot more intentionality and they know who they are. They know this group. They know where what the objectives are. There's no competing timelines or priorities. Um, it, it seems like you've got consensus and alignment from ownership to front office to coaching staff to players. And so um, we'll see what it looks like as, as we get into training camp and media day and preseason leading up to the start of the regular season. But um you know, I'm, I'm really excited for 
for another uh, for another season of NBA and another season of Warriors basketball. Um, after a season, you know, after a season of of disappointment, I would say last season, you know, making it to the playoffs, losing to the Lakers after beating the Kings, all the ups and downs and swings. You had Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole and Steph Curry having all these moments. You've got Kevon Looney just rising into into his absolute peak and and Andrew Wiggins missing, you know, so many games. Just so many weird little stories and issues and and bouts of adversity for this team. Uh, who were still able to rally for a playoff run really behind the heroics of, of Steph Curry and, and Kevon Looney. And so um, it'll be interesting to, to put all the doubters aside and, and to show the league how they did a few years ago when everyone kind of wrote them off and they started the season 18-2. and two. And it certainly has the feeling of... Um, a similar, you know, coming off a disappointing season, making the right moves, getting the right pieces in place, building, building blocks in the right space, uh, head head um, mentalities and head spaces all aligned. Uh, this team's more than capable, so uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting, and uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about and break down. So. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over at Twitter. That's at SD Orlick, or I guess now it's called X. Give me a follow over at X. I'm also on threads. Uh, same handle, at SD Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Let's go, Dub Nation. And we'll catch you on the next one.